Hello, and welcome to Sonoran Desert Institute School of Firearms Technology's official podcast, The Gun Rack. Hello and welcome to the Gun Rats, nor does it institute School of Firearms Technology's official podcast. I'm Josiah Upper. Folks call me Joey. And today with me once again is content marketing contractor extraordinaire, Drew, all thumbs, air quotes, Poplin. How are you doing, Drew? I'm doing pretty well. Doing pretty well. No complaints. Surviving the the winter vortex we've been having. Good grief, man. It's, uh, I'm not made for this cold weather. So... Today, aside from snow, we're going to be talking about one of the coolest things that happens in our industry every year, with the exception of last year, which is SHOT Show. SHOT Show, for those of you who don't know, is going to be one of the largest industry events for firearms technology in the firearms industry. It is not a completely open to the public event, so you have to be, essentially, you have to have some business there or be accompanied by someone who has business there to get there. Um, So there's a lot of movers and shakers and big names in the industry, which is really cool. And as a mover and shaker in the firearms industry, as, you know, educational fanatics, uh, we send a team, I think every year uh, for the past several years, with the exception, of course, of last year. But this year was the first year we also had a booth. So Sonoran Desert Institute had a booth at SHOT Show, which was a lot of fun. Down in the pits, we'll have a couple people talking about that shortly. Uh, I was able to borrow a couple of folks to talk about this experience, what SHOT Show is like, um, what this particular SHOT Show was like. SDI hosted an event in that same area uh, for our kind of SDI community. Just kind of that whole experience. What was that like? What cool stuff did they see? All of that we're going to be talking about today. So aside from myself and our boy, Drew Poplin, uh, we're going to have Jody uh, Wisenhunt on here again. Jody is Uh, a business development uh, specialist here with SDI. I'm sure I just butchered his actual job title. And then also for the very first time, we're going to have Steve Ross, who I think we've referenced before, but uh, has never been on the podcast. So we're super happy to have him. He is the director of marketing here and uh, we, we like him a lot. He's a, he's a fun guy to have on a podcast too. Um, But before we get into that, We've got a couple of things that uh, we're going to be teeing up over the next few weeks that we're pretty excited about. So uh, one is going to be a brand new segment at the beginning of each show called Name That Gun. Uh, Name That Gun is is just a couple minute long thing uh, where we give some clues about a particular firearm. And then the next week, we reveal what firearm that is. So you guys get to play a guessing game. Which firearm are we talking about? Um, you can Google it, I guess, although that would take some of the fun out of it. Try to figure out what this firearm is, and then you've got a week until we reveal the answer. So be paying attention to that. If you guys feel like you know the answer to a given one, feel free to send us an email at marketing at sdi.edu with your guess. And uh, if we get a couple of right guesses in there, maybe we'll find some uh, swag, some uh, prizes for you guys. I think that would be a great thing for us for us to be able to do for uh, you guys. So send those in and uh, we'll share out uh, any goodies we get for those right answer guessers. So that's part one. We're excited about that. So name that gun segment at the beginning of the podcast. At the end of podcasts, or you know, in the back third of most of these podcasts, we're going to have another one. This is going to be 
We're calling it Tales from the Range. So we did an episode about Tales from the Range, mostly compiled by contractor extraordinaire, Drew Poplin. We're going to be compiling a story each week. It doesn't necessarily have to be on the gun range per se, and we're not going to go into anything crazy, uh, but we're going to share stories uh, that people have while they're out in nature or out on the firing range that we think are funny or interesting that you guys would enjoy. So we're going to grab one of those. And, uh, of course, we'll be sourcing it, giving those people credit and um, sharing it with you guys so you guys can join in on the fun. So two segments coming up in the uh, very near future. And by the near future, I mean about 30 seconds we're going to get started. Uh, One of the many ways we're going to be uh, evolving this podcast for you guys, our listeners. So very first name that gun, Drew, why don't you lead us into it? So this firearm, uh, we're going to share five clues for it. Clue number one, this gun was designed in 1956. Clue two, unloaded, this firearm weighs about 7.5 pounds. Clue three, its rate of fire is 45 to 60 rounds per minute semi-automatic. Clue four, Its muzzle velocity is 900 meters per second. And clue five, it has a storage capacity of about 30 cartridges uh, for a standard magazine. Yeah, I will add one caveat in there when we're talking about rate of fire, 45 to 60 rounds. Obviously, with a firearm, you can just yank the trigger back over and over and over again and make it real fast. When we're talking about rate of fire for semi-automatic or bolt-action rifles, we're talking about aimed rounds per minute. And... You know, of course, user experience may vary, but uh, keep yeah, that in yeah, mind I'd, as you I'd have your guesses. I'll probably be about four to five. Rounds. Yes, four to five rounds per minute. So this next segment is going to be the shot show talk. Uh, this is going to be with Jody Wisenhunt, Steve Ross, Drew Poplin, and myself. We're going to be talking about the shot show experience, what SDI did, what SDI hosted. And then some cool things that they saw going on in there. So stay tuned for that coming up right now. Okay, everyone, we're here with a full house today. Uh, With us is uh, Jody Spivey, who has uh, been here before with us. We're excited to have him. Hello, Jody. Hello. Uh, We have uh, Drew Poplin, who is our content marketing contractor extraordinary he's been co-hosting with me for uh, a little while now say hello to the good people drew i will actually elect to say howdy on this fine day thank you very wow. much yes we'll we'll talk about that at your uh, contract review uh <laughs> steve uh is new to the podcast and he's relatively new to sdi but he's someone we've been uh, hoping to get here for a while now. And uh, so this is Steve Ross, everyone. Steve is our director of marketing. Uh, so he does a lot of stuff with uh, Drew and I uh, now. It's very exciting. So Steve, we're, we're happy that you're here. Hey, guys. Uh, thanks for having me. Finally, uh, glad to be on the show. Yes. So um, before we get into today, we're going to be talking about SHOT Show, folks, in case I don't cover it in the podcast intro. Um, but before we do that, I thought we would take a couple of minutes and introduce Steve since he's uh, new and Steve, can you talk a little bit, just a little bit about where you come from and, uh, and how you ended up here? Yeah. So, um, I'll, I'll kind of start by saying I've been in 
marketing and really my my passion has just been outdoors and guns and bow hunting and just anything in the outdoor industry related um you know and when i was you know a teenager that was like my goal like what can i do to get into outdoor marketing i started back in the day um as a hunting guide working for my family ranch and I would attend trade shows. So I got there and I get to meet a lot of people and I've had a, a great opportunity and op- to, to guide hunts for people all over the country and outside of, of the U S that come to our hunting ranch in Florida, Ross Hemick ranch. Um, and f- from there I got to, um, work for uh, outdoor licensing companies, um, working with brands like Realtree, and then even getting to do things with Chevrolet, um, Browning Trail Cams, Swarovski Optics, getting to do some marketing work with all those different companies. Uh, And then that eventually led to um, working for a a marketing agency out of Michigan that we dealt with a lot of influencer work. We were the largest talent agency for the gun YouTuber audience. Spent several years doing that, leading uh, influencer marketing and our creative team. And funny enough, SDI actually used to be one of our clients. So that's how I got introduced to SDI. And then from there, my uh, my, I moved back to Florida, left that marketing agency on great terms and uh, get, got the opportunity to join SDI in September and uh, been very happy ever since then. Uh, great place to work for and with all the, all the you guys and uh, move into the, the gunsmithing realm and, and get, get to stay within the firearms industry. Excellent. Well, we're glad you're here and uh, I'm glad we, we get a chance to kind of introduce you to, the, uh, to your adoring public. You know, we talk about you, headline every podcast, or they can't wait till Steve gets here. We should get a headshot autograph giveaway going on. Uh, we'll do it on a rotation. Drew, you'll be first. But um, yeah, we'll shelf that for now uh, because we're here to talk about SHOT Show. And of course, SHOT Show is one of the, if not the largest uh, industry re- event uh, related to firearms technology that takes place on an annual basis. It's a kind of, I don't know. I don't know if SHOT Show or Great American is bigger, but Lord knows they're both huge. Except for last year, no SHOT Show last year. So this was the mark of its return. A lot of people even question what would even happen. Yes, and we're glad that it did. Um, but it's a it's a huge show, and it's not uh, necessarily open to the entire public. You have to... What, what is it specifically you have to do? Steve has been there a couple of times. Do you know the the framework it takes to to get there? I don't know the exact rules, but like the, the guidelines I usually that I know of is like you're, you're either uh, in some sort of law enforcement or military division as a you know maybe purchasing for that group. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're a retailer purchasing for your store. You are an exhibitor, so you're working with a, a company inside the industry. But it's, you know, it's industry only event. It's probably one, the, the largest industry only event um, where, where you just can't walk in the doors if they have some sort of invitation or a reason to be there. Yeah, Which I did try. So because of that, turned away yes, yes, it was honestly, it was embarrassing to be associated with you at that point in time. It's, it's, it's still embarrassing. But the when. Shot Show comes out. You guys uh, probably, even if you don't know of Shot Show, you'll be familiar with the early year kind of cycle of news that comes washing through the farms industry because people like to unveil stuff at Shot Show, stuff they're working on, stuff that's going to be coming out soon. It tends to pop out 
uh, right around this time. Uh, so I wanted to borrow Jody and Steve because they both attended Shot Show on behalf of Sonora Desert Institute uh, this past was it this past week, I guess it was. Um, and uh, it is it's a lot to take in. So we thought, and because not everyone can go, right? Not everyone's permitted to go. We could share a little bit of that experience with you guys, and then maybe even uh, share a couple of cool things that that the uh, that the good people saw while they were out there. Jody, tell me a little bit about what it was like. For have you been there before? Is this not the first time? No, this is actually my my first uh, shot show. Cool, um, very cool. It was enlightening. It was very yeah. enlightening. Um, you know, I've been to trade shows in my past career. Um, I used to do about twelve to fourteen trade shows a year, but um, nothing quite like this, to be honest with you. Um, now, granted, I do understand that you know, from years past, this has had less of a turnout due you know to COVID restrictions, and and many of those in the industry because of COVID backed out of the show. But having said that, there were still a lot of people there, and what made it great is is it within our booth, um, the visit. The visits we had in our booth were quality, meaning that we had time to actually have conversations with people. And from what I understand from years past, there'd be so many people at the show moving through that you had literally, you know, 15, 20 seconds to to have a small conversation, pass a card and move on. But from my perspective, you know, I was there for a, a, a bit of different reasons um, since I'm in charge of business development uh, from a B2B perspective and for partnerships. Uh, most of my work was done outside the trade show booth, right? So it was it was definitely a good show for me. Excellent. What about you, Steve? One of the best things about getting, you know, out of the office back to these in-person events is... Uh, seeing our graduates in person and just having these random encounters with graduates that either stop by the booth or they see our our logo on our t-shirt where they're walking by and they stop us and uh catching up on where they are now uh whether it's running their own gun store or you know they say you know come by the booth i'm working at and it's they either tell us like hey i I'm, i got my own shop up and going or man, I got in the gun industry in general, and this was a stepping stone through SDI. And here I am working for this company that I never even dreamed of, of, of being able to do it. So hearing those success stories is like always the coolest thing about going back to these shows. Uh, and especially now being part of SDI, you know, being able to see that in person. To, to piggyback on what, what Steve just said, I can't, I can't count the amount of uh, large players in the industry, in the manufacturing industry, that immediately would grab me and say, hey, listen, I've hired... 5, 10, 15 of your guys' graduates and, you know, and, and continuing the conversation, you know, and asking them why it was literally because they either had a degree or a certificate in gunsmithing from SDI. So, you know, just like Steve, it was, it was refreshing and it was, uh, it was encouraging. That's wonderful. I'm so glad that the, um, I'm so, um, I mean, as a content marketing person, that makes me excited because there's a potential to go tell, you know, people's stories about that. But it also is a nice reminder that what we do, because wh when you're on this end of things, sometimes it feels like what you're doing, you're kind of doing in a void. But it's wonderful to see the end results, uh, especially when it uh, helps you even to make new connections and kind of the, the circle continues. Um, so we had a booth at SHOT Show for, I believe, the first time. We've, yep. uh, Sonoran Desert Institute's attended SHOT Show in the past. Um, what's it like running a booth at SHOT Show? It can be a little hectic sometimes. So, like, 
overall, it's fun. The, 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 whole, the, the entire time, it's just amusing to watch people come in and pick up swag. So, like, that's always, like, the famous thing everyone kind of laughs about it, that shot shows. Like, the people, like, I don't know why they're there other than, like, taking ba- taking home bags and bags of stickers yes. and patches and brochures. Like, oh, do you want to know who we are? Nope. I just want your patch. Like, okay, cool, man. Um, yeah. <laughs> I, I literally watched a guy walk up to the booth, look at me in the eyes, never say a word. And I say, hey, can I help you? Are you guys interested in SDI? He walked away, went straight to our stickers, grabbed like 50 of those things and stuck them in his bag. And my only thought was, where are you going to put all those stickers? Yeah. Unless we get a social uh, post where a rear vehicle window is no longer usable. That was a waste (laughs) of stickers. And like our, our logos, like you have to know kind of what we are to understand the logo. It's just SDI, you know, it's like, if you have no idea who we are, why, why do you just want three like random letters on the back of your pickup truck or on your suitcase as a patch? Like, that's the magic of it, Steve. If you don't know what it is, it can be anything. It could be sure. literally anything. Like, well, I do want to say that you know, out of all the swag that we give away, um, one of the, like the little special pieces of swag that we give away, and it typically comes from me or some of our other uh, veterans, um, is that we do have an SDI challenge coin. And I can't tell you the amount of uh, fellow veterans or uh, fellow uh, former police officers or current police officers that I would, you know, uh, place those uh, challenge coins in their hands and to see them light up. Um, number one, they couldn't believe that STI is a challenge coin. And number two, it's just that that camaraderie that we get with each other. When you place a challenge coin in someone's hand, you immediately understand each other. You immediately have this, you know, connection with each other. And it, it goes a long way with the relationships for sure. And like Jody, I'll, I'll, I'll be like honest and I'll throw myself under the bus because I'm not former military or LEO. Um, like, so like I, I'm familiar with the challenge coins, but like you definitely took it to the next level. Like when I first saw them, I'm like, why is Jody handing out like pog slammers, you know, to everybody? Uh, <laughs> oh no. <laughs> Am I back in middle school? What are you doing, Jody? Is this is this making a comeback? No, but, yeah. like, but like, like you know, like I said, I've seen him before, and you know, Jody explained it to me again. Like, and like they definitely like Jody does a slick, you know, th- palms a, a coin in his hand, you know, and slips it to somebody, and like it, it does make a difference to people. Like, like their faces change; they look at you a little differently. Of of like, hey, you're in, you're in this in this cool cool guy club. I don't know about the cool guy club, but uh, <laughs> I mean it's a club, so it, it is a club for sure. It is a club, a club of men. It's a club. <laughs> I know I wasn't in it, so <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've never fully understood the challenge coins, but I'm also not a veteran, so I don't, you know, have to. <laughs> but uh, I, I do think it's really cool that SDI does it because every time I talk to a veteran about it, they do that. <laughs> they get really excited about it, so. Uh, always cool. Um, you guys, do you guys know about the coin check? Jody, you want to explain it? What a coin check means? Now, different branches, you know, probably do it a little differently, but where I'm from, um, in a setting around, you know, other veterans or, or current military, um, if you happen to be at a bar and you toss out your challenge coin on the table, um, the one who doesn't produce a challenge coin or is the last to produce a challenge coin buys the round. So, so the yes. key to it is always keep a challenge coin in your pocket. <laughs> yeah, seriously. So, with Shot Show, what is kind of the? 
outside of being behind the booth, what's the experience like? It was obviously this year, it was a little less, uh, you know, human bodies, you know, press of the crowd intensive, but I have to imagine it was still pretty, pretty busy. Yeah. Well, the thing about, you know, shot show is like, it takes a little bit of luck and preparation, but like you're, you're in a, a giant building with, um, sometimes the, the owners and presidents of these brands and manufacturers that you never have the opportunity to, to meet in person. And sometimes you're lucky enough and then they're working the booth floor and you just walk up, ask a question and you, and then they give you their card and like, Oh, you're the president of this company. Great to meet you. Yeah. It's where it's like, really it's endless of what possibilities you have to, to, to meet someone to make a connection that if, in any other setting with that, if you weren't just able to walk up, you're, you're never going to be able to get this guy on the phone, but you got to meet him in person. That is cool. When they do, I know that they kind of split the show up by category. Where did SGI end up? So we ended up in what we call the, uh, the dungeon of the basement. <laughs> <laughs> it's the, the lower level of that, of the Venetian, um, um, I guess it's the trade show hall. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I have to tell you, though, out of all the places to be, that was the place to be. That's where the most vendors were, and that was where most of uh, of what your, um, especially the partners that we would work with um, as a college are, are actually going to be. So I, I enjoyed it downstairs more than I enjoyed it upstairs. Cool. Yeah, Did the downstairs is more yeah. like the small to medium-sized companies. I don't even know if, if you're even allowed to be on that main show floor as a first-year vendor or or you be or be, be prepared to spend the big bucks to get up there. But, but I think like breaking it up-wise into sections, it's like general firearms, and then you have sections that are dedicated just to like tactical gear, LEO and military sales versus like here's just you know people that are manufacturers selling ar-15 to the public or to a dealer cool very cool and you can imagine a lot of the big players in the manufacturing industry um you know guys like glock and um you know smith and wesson uh, palmetto state armory are obviously on that main floor level with large large booths um when they do that um, what what do you find that they're highlighting? Is it stuff that they have had as banner things in the past? Is it new stuff? Is it kind of a, a combination? Man, this year, probably the biggest thing was what's in stock. Like, yeah, being able to <laughs> actually fulfill orders. Um, I know yeah. a few companies rolled out some new products this year. Um, I call, I saw a new company that I'd never seen their product. It was called either the junior 15 or the JR 15. It was an AR 15 style 22 long rifle rifle that, uh, was geared for getting, you know, youth involved in, in firearms and shooting. Um, so it was, you know, a a compact size AR 15 that shot 22s. It was pretty neat looking. Yeah, like a cricket, but for the AR-15 platform. It was tiny. If you were um, like, if you could stand up, you could shoot this thing. Oh dang! Um, okay, weighed, weighed, weighed two pounds. Wait, seriously? Jeez! Yep. With a 16-inch barrel. Wow, that's kind of hard to. I mean, that's that's a hair above a handgun. Uh, and it it had like a, a neat. Uh, they call it like a tamper resistant safety. So like 
obviously you don't just give a, give a kid a gun. Um, yeah. Without some adult supervision. So it, it brought in some safety aspects to, in, into that. Good. Smart. <laughs> Very good. Um, so what that kind of flows nicely into, into what uh, I was hoping we could get into next, which is what actually no. before I do that SDI hosted an event at shot show um, or, you know, in the immediate vicinity of shot show in the, in the after hours. Um, could you guys talk about that? I'm going to let Steve talk. Steve actually organized this event and, um, and I don't know about his opinion about it, but I think it turned out better than I expected. Um, we had just a great mix and array of, uh, SDI students, uh, alumni, um, some of our major manufacturers in the industry that I invited that I have partnerships with, um, as well as others. And it was, it was just an all around great event for our first time. Yeah, we're definitely going to do it again. So, I mean, if, if you're an SDI graduate and you're going to be at SHOT Show next year, be on the lookout for when we send the email next time to attend. Because um, overall, I think we had about 65 people attend. Um, maybe 20 or so of those was were SDI graduates that were already were at SHOT Show, and they just happened to be able to attend our show, which was awesome. And we hosted it right there in, in the Venetian. So right after the show on Thursday night, we were all able to just – walking the show floor over to uh, the Rock House for our party. And then we had uh, some surprise guests show up. We had UFC fighter Chuck Liddell there. We had uh, Brandon Herrera, the AK guy, who we work with a lot on our our sponsored content. We had uh, Guns and Gadgets. We had, you know, a great mix of, of, you know, gun YouTubers, at the event, we had industry people, manufacturers, some some that employ SDI uh, graduates. Uh, the owners were even there. It was great to meet them. Um, some new partners we're, we're going to be doing and launching programs with in 2022. And bonuses we gave. Uh, it was open bar and free food. So it, overall, wow. it was just an awesome Good day. Event. Well, at, at the end of the day. Um, you know, even even now, I'm still getting messages. Um, um, I haven't told you this yet, Steve, from uh, some of the people that I invited to our our event that are number one thanking me for inviting them, um, and number two, just how it was different than other events they get invited to at Shot Show, mainly for the reason that it was a small, intimate setting where they didn't have to scream at each other over loud yeah. music or so many people being there and they're all over each other and they, they can't do anything and can't move. Um, this event really impressed um, our partners. I just want to make sure you know about that. I'll, um, I'll say it was planned that way, like kind of half jokingly, but like I, I wanted it towards the end of shot show. I figured, and I, I you know, by, and I figured by then, like everyone would be ready for a kind of like a night to just relax Shot Show throws their own events. You know, there's the big giant USCCA event. You know, a thousand people attends. They're they're serving lobster and all this type of stuff. It's so cool. Goodness. But they have you know a live band and there's a thousand people there. It's like it's 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 not for uh, for everybody. Um, but our events was definitely like a meet and greet, mingle, relaxing. Get it? You can actually hold a conversation with. Um, you know, Brandon Herrera or the owner of Liberty Gunworks. Like you, you, you were able to sit down, order a drink, and be able to talk to these people, uh, exchange business cards, talk about the show, and and not leave deaf. 
Wow. If you don't mind, I'm, I'm going to read an email to you real quick that I got uh, just last night from one of our yeah. alumni. Sure. I'm not going to say who it is because I'm not sure if he is, uh, if he's, if he wants his name out there or not. But he is an alumni who 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 did leave um, the college and start his own business and start an, um, his own gunsmithing uh, operation. Um, so he says, Jody, I didn't get a chance to get on to the shot show floor on Friday to say thank you and until next time. So thank you for the warm reception and world class hospitality you and SDI showed me. I feel grateful and blessed to have been able to spend time with you and the rest of the SDI family and friends. If you are ever in the Pacific Northwest for anything, feel free to reach out to me. I will always remember what you and SDI have done for me. And if there's anything I can do to return the favor, don't hesitate to let me know. That didn't really get much better than that, does it? No, it didn't get better than that. No, that's wonderful. (laughs) Oh, man, that is great. I had no idea that was coming. That makes me so happy. Um, Now, on a side note, after the event, I did take him along with me to um, to basically hang out and socialize with some of our very large industry partners. Mm-hmm. So this individual got, got to experience the other side of SHOT Show and got to hang out with some uh, very, very, very large players in the firearms industry. So, uh, yeah, that, that was a good time for him as well. Good. Long for the ride. Long for the ride, exactly. <laughs> uh, so how long – I know – so SHOT Show runs pretty much a full week, doesn't it? Well, it started on, on Tuesday, right? So set up Tuesday to Friday. Tuesday to Friday. Were you guys there for the whole four days? Uh, pretty much. I, 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 I flew out after our party on Thursday night. Um, so I was like 24 hours up, you know, up at 6 a.m. on Thursday. And I don't think I got home until about 1230 on Friday afternoon. And uh, just well, that sounds deeply terrible <laughs> uh, wasn't as bad for you me. not sleep on planes uh like i mean not great you know well i i actually i didn't tell you this steve i actually ended up taking the red eye uh friday night after the show yeah so flight took off at midnight i didn't get back into atlanta until like 7 30 8 o'clock in the morning but I took I did take a, a very long four hour nap on the plane, so it helped a little bit. Goodness. I think Jody and I had like very different uh, shot show experiences because like Jody would usually stay out after the event with you know uh, going to like Circle Bar at night with with one of our other guys that was in the booth, James, and like they they like you know you can do shot show that way, and there's a big element of why that's essential. Not me, like I, I was like my goal was to be in my hotel room in bed like 8 30 vegas time every night like if i can do that i'm happy <laughs> i think that makes you the only person in bed at 8 30 in las vegas at any given time <laughs> that you do that uh granted you know it is 12 30 back home for me so sure oh i wish i could say the same <laughs> 8 30 there, there were many uh yeah many Two, three, and four o'clock in the morning Vegas times before I actually saw saw the inside of my hotel room again. So, <laughs> uh, is, and is that all networking opportunities? You know, it is. In, you know, in, in this industry, and in, in, well, any industry for that matter, um, some of your uh, your your best and most established relationships usually happen after the show, not during the show. Sure. I mean, that's when you got the time to talk. I would assume and and kind of hope um so 
we kind of talked about the event. We talked about the event we did within the event. Uh, what, uh, when you guys were out, I think both of you had a chance to at least peruse the, the area at some point or another. Uh, what cool stuff did you see? What did you find that was exciting? Well, I, I, I can say this. So, um, Palmetto State Armory had a, a very large booth, and one of the brands that they sell is a, a brand called Leadstar. I'm not sure if you guys have heard of the, that brand, but um, I picked up the lightest AR-15 that I have ever held in my life, and I dare say, without you know knowing exactly the the exact weight of, of this firearm, but it had to weigh between two and a half to, to three pounds. Good night. No kidding. I did not get a chance to discuss with them, you know, the exact materials they used to make that firearm. Now I can only guess what they used to make it, but uh, that was exciting to me. I found a company that you can buy 12-gauge perimeter triple arms with. 12-gauge what? It's what? like a perimeter perimeter security that you yeah. can- like okay, like just you and me can go onto their website and buy these things and ship them to your house, but they're triple arms for security. Oh my gosh! Like that, you get a bird, bird shot in this bad boy, and potentially, and it's and it's like maybe the size of like a garage door opener, like not very big at all. That's amazing and dangerous at the same time. I like it. I was about to say that. How how in the world is that legal? Uh, Uh, their their intention is for it to be used as i think it was like a flashbang or like a flare or pepper gas um but i I don't know what's to stop you from putting an actual you know buckshot or something in there yeah i could see that working for um like a remote pepper spray thing that's i mean that's a pretty decent deterrent theoretically and I just see a lot more companies that are doing like simulator simulator training. Mm-hmm. That's that that's definitely getting popular. Like to, to whether if you're uh, you know if you're a SWAT or LEO or I don't know just even have your own gun range and you want to take dry firing to the next level and run scenarios in a simulator. Yeah, like I've done a few of those. Like they are scarily accurate with like how much they get your adrenaline pumping, like to feel like you're actually uh, in a dangerous scenario. Dang, I'm gonna look up that as soon as we're done here. I think that would be <laughs> interesting to do. And I have, you know, the most, you know, two out of five star marksmanship rating as it is. So. Seems seems like a good time to take it to the next level. I'll say, I mean, um, Shocker this year has definitely felt different. Where um, it was, it was not as busy. Almost felt like half full. There were some some big vendors, some big some big booths that were empty this year. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like RealTree didn't have a booth there. They they actually filled their booth with like fake plants, which is kind of funny for RealTree. And then like I think like Savage. Like, 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 and like instead of having a boost, they would just set up like couches or some tables and chairs and be like, oh, sorry, we're not here. Here's a place for you to sit down and drink a Diet Coke. Um, or charge your phone. Or charge your phone, yeah. Interesting. Oh, That's, yeah, honestly, kind oh, of go smart. Ahead. Yeah. Like, I mean, if you're, if you're not going to be there, might as well still do something. Um, I mean, I know. Do you guys 
Steve, I know you're going to Great American, right? Yeah, we uh, we leave. I think it starts like February 5th. So in a couple of days from now. Are you also going, Jody? I will be there. Yeah, that's that's the one the one big one that I have done. And I will tell you by I remember, you know, with your phone, most people's phones, they have some sort of pedometer there. And uh, I, I did seven miles of walking a day um, just at the show itself. And I would have killed for a couch at, by like 2 p.m. when you hit that essentially like the, middle of the day. That's like the nice thing about SHOT Show. It's not like every day is not too long. It's like 8.30 to 5.30. Like you, you don't feel totally beat by the end of the day. Where like the Great American Show, it's like a 14-hour day. Um it's long. The, the setup is long. And yeah, and Great American runs for that almost too long, if that's if that's possible for big shows like these. I've never been. I, I heard like people like bring their RVs and they camp outside, like they, mm-hmm. they live there for a couple weeks. Yep. It is very hard to find parking, I found out pretty quickly. <laughs> We, we can imagine like, since it's op- open to the public. Um, and as like a kid from Florida, like I'm so excited about going to Pennsylvania in the middle of February for a week. <laughs> yeah, it's cold. Um, the small artisanal pretzel food truck that I was promised was not there, um, which was that was a hard heartbreaker but hershey is close yeah that's it's not good i hopefully they've made a comeback since then but the um the last i went in 2020 which happened about 15 seconds before everything shut down for a while but it's a good time hopefully all will enjoy it it's it's huge i don't know i've not been to shot so so i can't compare it but that's a big one too I'm assuming it's going to be like like what maybe NRA is and and like what we spoke about earlier, where it's uh, people just show up and uh, all the freebies they basically go Christmas shopping. Yeah, go grab it. It's the most expensive possible way to acquire stickers, <laughs> so you have to go acquire as many stickers as possible. It's like the video shoot that I've talked about here. It's an expensive thing to do, so you have to get a lot of the videos at once. So that the economics work out. That's what you have to do with the stickers and patches and t-shirts sometimes. Although most of the time, if you go to these things, they burn through t-shirts pretty quick. So next year, Jody, I want to incorporate like a, a, a patch wall, like a leave a patch, take a patch. Yeah. System. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. I can't wait for people to dishonor that. <laughs> yeah. Who was that? Um, you know, we saw that at uh, a shot show. What, what company was that? They had, I the, don't remember. I, I know they have it every year. I can't remember who it was. Like uh, the patch pole. They had this large, like, you know, circular object. you know, pole. Velcro. Yeah. I want a Velcro suit and just attach myself to it and see what they do. <laughs> That's that could be a good live stream for our I social media patch. channels. <laughs> we left our marketing director on the patch pole for eight hours and we attached a trail cam but then the, someone comes and leaves a patch and they have uh, i'm obligated to be taken by them yeah yeah and that's that's the I'm opportunity you now. we we see him get taken away and then five minutes later someone sprints to go and get another patch so they can turn problem is they have to carry me out of there yeah that's true don't walk don't make it easy Patch collectors are very serious about it. They are. They're rabid. That's another thing. I I mean, 
Challenge coins I don't get, I think, because I'm not a veteran, so I feel like I get a pass on that. Patches I don't understand, like, a, even a tiny bit whatsoever. Don't get it. Don't think I ever will. But the people that care about it care about it so much. I would like to make a new SDI patch for this year. Do we... Let's do that. Uh, I'm assuming the patch is just one of our logo right now, right? Yeah. Yeah. But like I said, it just, it just says SDI on it. I don't, I'd like right. to say, you know, at least, at least have our full name on it. Maybe you could make patches of those new, uh, like, if, if we were able to get the SDI on them. Yeah. The, uh, do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Our, our new, if anyone hasn't seen them, you can go to our website. There are, there are like mission badges for our different programs. So we have three, three new program mission badges, um, that are pretty cool looking, I think. Yeah, I think so too. This is, uh, Steve collaborated with a uh, with a designer to come up with again. Of course, uh, SDI has got the Associate of Science and Firearms Technology certificate in Firearms Technology, Gunsmithing, and certificate in Unmanned Technology Aerial Systems as of January of this year. And each one has kind of gotten a revitalized look um, from our for our program overviews, and they look sick. And uh, I don't know if we intend. I mean, obviously, we want them to look good, but I don't think we realized that they were going to look quite as good as they do. So now we keep trying to find ways to shove them into other things to get them more visibility. I want to place those on a couple on some t-shirts for sure. I would, I would take a mug of that with that on it. 100% like a tumbler. Let's go. Uh, I don't, I don't know if we do maybe a contest or a giveaway, but like if anyone has any cool ideas for an SDI mission or SDI patch, Man, if, if you send it to us, email us at you know marketing at sdi.edu. I'll send you a, a, a cool swag pack. Yeah, absolutely. We'll do that. Marketing at sdi.edu. If you ever have suggestions for the podcast or patch ideas, shoot it to us. Um, we love that kind of stuff. So give it to us and we'll uh, we'll make sure you get something in return. Um, sounds like a threat, but it's not. We'll get you free stuff. So we had a 22 that's light as a feather. We had a... <laughs> I guess trip mine, um, trip wire and, um, the, uh, and then a, a featherweight AR. That's pretty cool stuff. Um, we're going to do, I think Drew and I are going to do a follow-up to this podcast where we go through some news stories and, and break down some of the, the other new stuff we find. Cool. Well, we're going to do a little more research on some other things we can unearth, but, uh, Steve and Jody, thank you guys so much for stopping what you're doing and, I just yeah. want to say before 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 you let us both go. Yeah. Um, just a little shout out to the students so they can kind of get excited about something. Um, I can't say what it is or how this comes about, but um, the Dean of Firearm Technolo Technology and I um, were able to establish some really, really major partnerships uh, moving forward for the college. Uh, with some major manufacturers. Um, so just to get them a little excited, I want them to know that new things are coming and new manufacturers are on board to partner with us. And it's going to be an amazing, amazing 2022. Leave it to Jody to use my podcast for vague posting. <laughs> but uh, no, it is really exciting, though. We're, we're we'll talk super again excited. after it launches. Yeah. Um, of course, a lot of that's got to be, you know, quiet until it's official. But uh, keep an eye out guys as soon as i know stuff and i'm allowed to talk about stuff uh you guys will know stuff and maybe we can get jody in for some more of those too um but thank you guys again both for 
uh, talking with us about shot. And uh, I'm sure I'll have you both on in the uh, not too distant future. My pleasure. Maybe I'll come back. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. I'll have to review the recording. Okay, everyone. We hope you enjoyed that. Steve and Jody are both experienced uh, media people. I think you can probably tell that from how they do their interviews. So we're very uh, glad to have them, very fortunate to have them around uh, to to interview. And we were glad that we were able to send them out there because SHOT Show is a lot of fun. Uh, before we close out, as promised, we have another episode of Tales from the Range. Uh, Drew, what's our tale from the range today? We have a story from the Clarion Ledger. That is a newspaper in Jackson, Mississippi. And this uh, comes from Mark Seegers of Madisonville, Louisiana. Mark Seegers of Madisonville, Louisiana, proved that a hunter's place at the top of the food chain is sometimes precarious. On opening day of bow season for a hog in Louisiana, I climbed my best tree and proceeded to secure myself to the tree, Seeger said. The best way to do this is with a proper vest, and there's how I do it. I tied my belt to the tree. Problem was, in my haste and excitement, I tied myself somewhere over my left hip rather than my right. Uh, that's a problem because I'm right-handed and I shoot a long bow. And to shoot that dumb thing down at pigs or anything else, I have to bend at the left knee and hang from the right hip. So when the piggies came, which was about six did, and the time came for the shot, which it did, I couldn't get into my best Robin Hood position. Or any position for that matter. Instead, with half a dozen pigs right under my stand, I was 12 feet up wrestling with my belt and wishing I did yoga so that I could turn myself into a pretzel and let at least one arrow loose, which never happened. I just hung there and watched them watch me while seriously doubting my position on the food chain. Uh, And that was my best attempt at a Cajun accent, which I realized was very subpar. Uh, so it's, I it's not great. It's borderline offensive, honestly, but I'm not sure if the, uh, the Louisiana accent and pretzel are things that should ever go together again. It's yeah, like I was pretzel. 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 See, I was going for a bit of a, a combination of, uh, Jake DeLome, former quarterback of the Carolina Panthers, and um, something to the extent of Foghorn Leghorn. It, it was like if Colonel Sanders went and ordered a shrimp po'boy at, at like 9 p.m. at a New Orleans restaurant that he didn't previously look up on Yelp. It's not the KFC-Popeyes uh, collaboration that you people deserved. However... Um, <laughs> It is the um, KSC Popeyes crossover that you needed right now. So, yes, <laughs> I think this would be a great uh, point to say, Mark Mark Seegers from Madisonville, Louisiana. If you are out there, if you're listening, I give you full permission to make fun of my non-Southern, non-South African accent. Should be pretty easy to do. Uh, all you have to do is just sound congested. It's like, what if NPR? didn't go to college (laughs) (laughs) i mind you i went to college but i got a theater degree so um it's kind of like i didn't what yeah what if npr 
you know, took a conservatory approach to higher education (laughs) Um, instead of the excellent accredited firearms education offered by Snort Desert Institute and the School of Unmanned Technologies. How about that for a weird segue? Very well done. Thank you. Coming up next week, we're going to do a special. We're not done with SHOT Show. Obviously, SHOT Show's huge event, big time event. Absolutely. Um, We are going to do another one on, um, as I'm sure you guys are familiar, and we mentioned, I think, in in the middle segment here, when SHOT Show's produced and is going on, uh, lots of press releases tend to pop out around that time. Big guns, uh, new developments from big companies are being unveiled. So we're going to go dig through the archives and each find a couple of those to talk about uh, things we're excited about for the you know upcoming year or so. So very excited about uh, that possibility as well. That'll be the next episode. So something to be looking forward to. I think that is the gun rack. So you guys stay safe out there. Have fun. We will see you at the range soonest. Stay warm. Sonoran Desert Institute is an online school located at 1555 West University Drive in Tempe, Arizona. Accredited by the DEAC. For more information, please call 800-336-8939 or visit sbi.com.